1: I'm gonna have so again. This is Daily Thrones, a quick look at the world of Ice and Fire. As you guys know, I am playing Game of Thrones Conquest, which is the uh, app-based game. It's it's pretty fun, like a lot of these uh, strategy games, and with in-app purchases that you can avoid if you want. Just takes a little longer to win the game, right? But one of the fun things about it is you do go around uh, collecting bannermen need to find a liege lord or maybe you're the liege lord maybe you're the liege lord with some bannermen to another liege lord it's uh it's part of the fun of game of thrones just as a fan watching and reading the story now it can be part of the fun playing the story so it got me thinking what would you rather be a liege lord or a bannerman would you rather answer to someone else And be at their beck and call, maybe you have to enter wars you don't want to, but maybe for the most part you can just kind of be by yourself at your smaller castle, less pressure than a liege lord. You have all these people to call upon, all these banners to bring in to help, but there's beyond the pressure, there's the danger. Everyone's gunning for you. Everyone wants your spot. You know, look at you got the Tywin Lannisters and the Baelishes of the world, the Roose Boltons, the Ramsey Boltons of the world working against you at all times. Rob Stark was a king. He was a liege lord. Look at that guy, Rob Stark. Would you rather be a Walder Frey moving around with your banner, changing sides, changing teams when it fits you? Would you rather stand tall, be a leader, be a king, be a queen, but have to worry about who's sneaking up behind you it is a question we don't talk about a lot here on daily thrones liege lord or bannerman what's your poison yesterday we were talking about what the end of game of thrones meant to kit harrington what it means he's crying at the read through not so much of the story but what what it means to wrap this all up and i asked you guys the same question what does the end mean and how are we going to deal with it here's some of your responses right here on daily thrones Can you ask us how do we cope? What do we do when the show finally ends, good or bad ending? Regardless, how do we deal with it? Quite simple, we do what we've always done. We sit back and we rewatch. That's really all we can do, right? We rewatch. We remember the good times, the sad times, the awesome times of uh, you know what this show gave us how we felt when we first saw them, just like we do now when we get geared up for the last season. We rewatch, we binge, and not to mention all the spinoffs that are about to uh, come about, you know, I think we're going to be well,
0: we're going to be taken care of in our Game of Thrones needs.
2: Hey Ken, so what is the end of Game of Thrones going to mean to me? It's going to be very emotional because this is, uh, I've said this before, this is my pop culture passion, this world. Now, I didn't start I didn't start reading the books back in 96. I first read Game of Thrones in 2001, so that, you know, it's still a long time. And I've never fallen in love with the universe and characters as much as I have of Game of Thrones. I mean, I, I do, I love Star Wars. I love lots of other properties, but this, for me, takes the cake without question and just... Picking and piggybacking off of all that, my my actual favorite character of all time. I've never loved a character as much as I love Status Baratheon. And when the show ends and we know the ending, I want to be a wreck. I have I, I, no doubt there will be tears in my eyes no matter what the ending is, to be honest. But as you said, we have the prequels, we got the books. We'll still have lots to talk about.
0: Hey, Ken, Kevin Ross. Now that we know that HBO is going to drop $90 million for Game of Thrones this season, or approximately $15 million an episode, what can we as fans do to convince HBO and the show to release Episodes 5 and episode 6 the same day that episode 6 will appear on HBO? So you can either watch the finale at home or in a big movie theater with a lot of people. And I say that because if you do that, that weekend... You can recover half your budget the following weekend. You could recover the bulk of your budget for that last season, encouraging shows like this, large scripted shows, to spend more money and do things right. So what can fans like us do to move that process forward? Thanks.
1: All right, Kevin raises a great question. We, we've we seen some Game of Thrones episodes in theaters before. The Season 4 uh, IMAX releases of the uh, uh, the Watchers on the Wall and the Children. So it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility that there could be something special coming for Season 8. We have no rumors or news notes on that. This is just uh, speculation talk here. But I, I think Kevin's on the right track here with the amount of money HBO's spending on this show. They get it back, I'm sure, in a lot of different ways. But, hey, wouldn't you like to make some big profit? Wouldn't you like to be the iron bank of television shows right there with all that money? And maybe, maybe it's not simultaneously that the final episodes are released in theaters. But maybe after, maybe you could see the final two uh, or, yeah, you could combine the final two. That would be about a three-hour event and go to a theater uh, in the week after that they, they hit on HBO uh, it would be interesting, it would be intriguing, and maybe one day we'll get a Game of Thrones movie, right? Do we even need a an official Game of Thrones movie? If we can just toss these things in here. Uh, with the prequel series, if they're just going to uh, launch one of the prequel series with the other ideas on the table, I've thought about this idea before about HBO having special, uh, I don't want to say, movies of the week that shows my age, but uh, that type of thing where HBO has their own Game of Thrones movie, but then... Releasing in theaters would be an interesting thing. It would be kind of fun to be in the theater with a couple hundred rabid Game of Thrones fans. It's fun for other fandoms, Star Wars most notably, of course. That's part of the experience. Uh, Dressing up, going down, uh, waiting in line, meeting new fans, talking about things, speculating. Um, Yeah, we might know the ending, which is why Kevin's idea of putting them in the theater the day of... Could be interesting, but you got to maybe time that right with the release. You don't want spoilers out. It could be tricky. I understand there's some log- logistics there. But overall, in a dreamlike scenario, I'd have a lot of fun going to a movie theater and watching Game of Thrones episodes, especially ones I hadn't seen before, especially big ones that are going to end this story. I'd have a lot of fun surrounding myself with friends and fans alike and watching them. What do you guys think? How can we make this happen? Is there a campaign? Who do you write? Let's talk about it here on Daily Thrones.
2: Hey, Ken. I wanted to make sure I get this call in before I go out. So I got to tell you, like rule or follow, I've never really been much of a leader in life. I'm very good at taking orders. I'm very good at delegating orders. But actually being like the leader, it's never really been my thing. I've always been more of a follower. So if I had to pick, I would probably go with follow.
0: Hey, Ken. Just calling in in response to Kevin from Three Cocktail Questions call earlier. Um, I'm all on board for Game of Thrones in the theater. I've been preaching this to everybody around me that watches the show for years. I w- would pay endless amounts of money to see every episode from the entire series uh, in the theater somehow, some way. Um, and although that won't happen, I'm all on board with season eight, uh, either part or in whole. And for me, I would prefer that they do the entire eighth season in the theater if they're going to do that. Why not allow us to see every episode on the big screen? They could, like Kevin said, he hit the nail right on the head. They could recover a huge portion of their budget probably doing that. And, um, you know, I think there's a lot of people that pirate the show also that would pay to go out and see it in the theater. So, you know, it it would add some real coin to their pockets, and it would really benefit us. I would love the crowd experience of seeing Game of Thrones with people. So thanks for taking the call, and have a great night.
1: I'm Ken F. This is Daily Thrones wrapping up a broadcast day late in the day. I went to another wedding. That's right, another wedding. I think seven of eight weddings that I'll have attended by the end of the year. This was a pretty nerdy wedding. This is the net wedding. This is a pretty geeky wedding, and I will I will say no Game of Thrones references in this wedding, <sighs> guys. I understand you're not gonna have a game of thrones themed wedding i understand i went to one of those this year they all can't be that but when you're surrounded by some of the best geeks in the business i expect more game of thrones stuff all right uh, but the wedding was fun it was great uh i am uh, back and i will say this uh i uh, i'm still playing this game of thrones conquest game on my phone it is actually getting more fun i actually have some bannermen now uh, as to my early question of uh, follow or lead i'm choosing to lead we'll see if that That ends up hurting me. But I also have my player code. If anyone out there is playing the game and wants to find me, let me know. Comment on this segment, and I will get that to you. I have uh, 50 slots, I think, to give this code out. Uh, It's not anything special. It's just part of the game. That way you can play with your friends in the same world. There's a lot of different worlds. It's like parallel universes. So if you want to play and find me, let me know. Comment here in this thread and we can all play together as daily thrones that's my name on there uh, game of thrones conquest the app based game it's actually pretty fun having a lot of fun doing it right now tomorrow we'll be at it again more game of thrones discussions here on daily thrones favorite the station you guys know what to do call in with your theories and speculations let's talk about it here on game of thrones and daily thrones we are on the air. Daily Thrones here for Sunday. I'm pulling myself away from Game of Thrones Conquest. Uh, I, I, it's, it's hooked me. It's hooked me. I've got some bannermen now. I've lost some battles, and that makes you thirst for more victories. I'm uh, knee-deep knee in this game. So if you're playing Game of Thrones Conquest and you want to go over to my Westeros, just comment here on this uh, episode, and I'll give you the friend code I have to get into my Westeros, and we can team up. Under the banner of daily thrones and destroy our enemies and take over the realm but i've stopped long enough to talk to you guys here on daily thrones and a good call coming in here from eric monroe one of our regulars i love my regular callers but i want always want new voices so don't be afraid to call in here to daily thrones with your answer but let's get to an interesting topic for today's broadcast here on daily
2: thrones Hey Ken, uh something else I wanted to talk about. So, with season 8 coming and when it's over, we will know the ending to Game of Thrones. Now, I'm in agreement with you in agreement in agreement with you that the way the books may get to that ending might be different, but I think the overall ending will be the same. And since all of us will know what the ending is, do you think it will take anything away from the ending of the book? because we already know where it's headed.
1: So that brings up a good point. We know that Game of Thrones will end before the book series does. Song of Ice and Fire will live on long after season eight wraps. So we're gonna know a lot. Yes, there's dramatic differences, but will that ruin what we have in the books? These are the kind of discussions we've had here before, but it's it's great to bring it up again, especially as we actually enter. The final season of Game of Thrones. Now, these are things we actually have to think about. We talked about the last couple of days about are you are we all emotionally prepared for the series to end? Kit Harrington wasn't just reading about it at a table read; got him emotional not for the story, but for the actual uh, the idea that it's all ending. And we, as fans, have been here for a long journey. We will have reactions, and you know what? Number one, it's okay. Don't let anyone make you feel guilty for any emotional reaction you're going to have to the idea of Game of Thrones ending. The world is tough. There are more important things out there to deal with, yes, but that's why I think it's important you don't hold back on your passion for something like Game of Thrones. The world is tough. We deserve these distractions. It's okay to be involved. Don't disregard other parts of your life, of course, but Game of Thrones doesn't just fill a void. It's part of us. It means so much to us. We invest as fans, and Daily Thrones is an area we come to incel- to celebrate that investment. So we're going to have to deal with this stuff. The same can be said for the books, especially if you started reading these books when they came out. I did not, so I'm not speaking from that experience. But if you started reading these in 1996, or Eric uh, says he started reading in 2001, you- these have been with you for even longer than the show. So it might seem a little weird when you know you're going to get the ending before the books come out i i i don't think it will ruin it i think right now with the show finally leaping way beyond past the books you kind of was trepidatious before but once it happened once by season five we're really getting to things that we like oh oh this is definitely way off the beaten path or way ahead of the books once we got to that point i don't know it became easier now I'm curious. I always go to, to the death of Hodor. We we know that happens in the books. George R. R. Martin says, "Oh yeah, no that, happened, that that that's something I've told them, but mine well it gets there a lot different. It is different but similar. I'm excited. No, all right. I know Hodor is going to die in the books, but it's going to be different and I feel even if it is similar, even if they're close to what we see on the, on the TV show, what happens in the books will make well, I don't know. It, it will make it uh, a little deeper, have more meaning. We'll learn things more about Hodor's death. And you'll be able to rewatch that with some of that knowledge. Now I know sometimes those the canons and the timelines are a little bit different. We've talked about that here as well, but I think it will f- each one fuels the other. So yeah, you might be disappointed to see the ending before you read it. But once we know it, I'm going to be looking forward to the book to really really enlighten teach me and build out that experience it'll be more robust once we see it on the page what do you guys think book show show spoil book book spoil show are you guys ready for the ending on tv to come before the books let me know here on daily thrones as you guys can tell, I've been obsessed a little bit now with this Game of Thrones Conquest game. One of the things I love about it is, you well, you're your own house. You're now a minor house trying to fight for bigger powers. And it got me thinking about those minor houses in A Song of Ice and Fire. Minor houses are key. Sure, we focus on them, big houses, uh, there's uh, the the great houses, the ones that the story, uh, the stories are, are are about here. So I I have those. We always talk about who would you join, um, and the answers are Stark and Martell and Targaryen, and and that's uh, that's good because it should be. Those should be the answers, right? They're the big house. They're the f- celebrities. They're the big famous ones. But as we've learned, I think we've we've def- definitely seen, and and what really got me thinking about this is playing this little silly at-base game, Game of Thrones Conquest, like, I'm trying to get people to be my bannerman, I'm trying to, you know, recruit, uh, maybe find a liege lord, maybe make I become people's liege lords, and I'm thinking well, to take over the Seven Kingdoms. You definitely need, you definitely need help from your lowly neighbors. You can't overlook them. So it got me thinking about what is my favorite, 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 minor house in Game of Thrones. What are my favorite? Something that, that pops to mind immediately might be House Dane. Now how? How minor do you consider House Dane? They're pretty important, they're pretty they're talked about a lot. Um, but they definitely are a minor house. they They answer to Martels uh, they're they're part of that. So um, I would count that too, and there's a great history there. And Sir Arthur Dane is one of the greatest knights in the land and the history of the land, right? So that's a good one there. But I'll tell you what I have grown I've grown uh, definitely more interested in uh, House Forester, which is featured in the Telltale game it's who you're one of the main missions who you're a part of uh their northern house they got this iron wood they've got this area north of the wall that's important so they're tied to the mysterious lands north of the wall and house forester actually it's it's not just game only let's Let's remember, there are, uh, Asha Greyjoy uh, talks about this, and I'm reading this quote here. The army covered 22 miles the first day. By the reckoning of the guides, Lady Sabelle uh, had given them. Trackers and hunters sworn to Deepwood with clan names like Forrester and Woods, Branch and Boyle. This is from A Dance with Dragons. Uh, Lady Glover provides scouts from House Forrester to Stannis Baratheon for his march on Winterfell. So, it's not just some out there left field Name they came up with this game. George R. R. Martin had something to do with that Telltale game. Uh, uh, he uh, he had some input, and and uh, it w- it was written by uh, one of his assistants, I believe. Memory is not serving me well today, but I love that they plucked this little line and they made it around. And and House Forrester's in the, the Game of Thrones conquest game. They show up and they're interesting. They got a history and they factor into a lot of uh, the major events in the Song of Ice and Fire. So. I'm going to go with House Forrester. That's my answer. Again, these minor houses, what are your favorite ones? Let me know here. And the definition, we're, it's open to interpretation. Again, I would not consider House Dane a minor house. It's not, But it's not quite a major house. Not a great house. So it's like a, in, in Major League Baseball, they have like... Triple, uh, there's Triple A, and then you go to the Major Leagues with the guys that just can't quite hang in the Major Leagues but are too good for Triple A, they call it, you know, 4A, they're 4A guys. House Dane's a 4A house. That's what I'm trying to say here. So there's uh, there's other uh, houses, a lot to choose from. I want you to guys go over the list. Look, let me know your minor house. Let me know who are you recruiting to be your bannermen when you take over the Seven Kingdoms. These are the talks we have here on Daily Thrones. Call in and join this one.
2: Hey, Ken, I have 100% the same answer as far as my favorite minor house. The second I saw the title of the broad broadcast, that was the first thing that popped in my head was House Forrester. I absolutely loved House Forrester in the Telltale game. I mean, I, I honestly, I had such a rough time when I had to make the choice between Asher Forrester or Roger Forrester, which one, the, when the one I had to pick one to survive. That was a very tough choice for me. I went with Asher Asher personally, but I felt really bad when Roderick died. But I think they were a very interesting house, and I want more. I really want a season two of that. I want to learn much more about House Forrester. So they are definitely the house I would want on my side as far as minor houses go.
1: So far, House Forster seems to be the popular answer, because that's mine and Eric's. I want more. Give me more calls about your favorite minor houses. Look them up, research, let's talk some of those minor houses, and maybe you also can determine what we consider to be a minor house. Again, House Dane has a lot of history. There's a lot of uh, uh things that they factor into. Uh, the Sword of the Morning, Sir Arthur Dane is perhaps the most famous of all the Danes. And, uh, you know, uh, Starfall, there's a lot of things going on there, the history. So do I, I, I but I have to consider them a minor house. Um, you know, some might argue House Greyjoy is a minor house. I think Greyjoys think they're not a minor house. And maybe that's where some of the confusion lies. But anyways, you guys see where I'm talking about. Let's talk about Minor Houses this week, and uh, let's start talking about uh, strategy again. I'm playing this game, Game of Thrones Conquest, as you know, and I'm thinking about strategy. I think we're going to have some calls about that tomorrow, too. How would you defend the realm from the Night King? How would you, if you were the Night King, take over the realm? Wonderful things like that. You know what to do. Favor the station. Don't forget about the Daily Podcast. It's on iTunes and Google Play. The occasion over the weekend. I, I bunched them up into one weekend episode. Uh, and don't forget to share the station, especially if you call in and get on the air. Let the world know you're listening to Daily Thrones. We'll see you. Bye.